welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Um, what makes a person a quality Christian is the quality understanding of God's word. It's not your behavior that determines you are a Christian. It's your belief in the word you have understood that makes you a Christian. Now, your belief will invariably affect your behavior. The belief that cannot be lived out is not genuine biblical belief. So until what you believe cannot, you, until you behave what you believe, you have actually not believed. The genuine belief will always your orthodoxy, that's how theologians put it, your orthodoxy will produce your orthocrasis, or, uh, your, your autopraxis, sorry, your, orthopra- your behavior. So your belief will always produce a certain behavior. You want to know how, what a person believes? Listen to how they speak and watch the way they behave. It tells you what they believe. Someone once said, I want to believe what you say, but what you say, what your behavior shouts so much, I can't hear what you say. So you want to know what a person believes, just watch what they, how they behave. Speaking is a function of your belief. And so until you, until you come to the place where your belief in God's word has found an expression in your behavior, your belief is actually not complete. So the quality of a Christian has everything to do with the word of God you understand and believe. Now watch this. There cannot be be true believing without true comprehension or true understanding. Because how can you believe what you don't understand? The problem with religion is you can continue religion without understanding it. But spirituality and Christianity, you can't continue without understanding. And so most people are religious. They might call themselves Christians, but they are just religious because they don't even understand what they claim to believe in. So when crisis hits them, they say, you see, all this thing is not true. Because you never understood it. It never entered you. You entered it, but it never entered you. So when crisis comes, we realize that it's only skin deep. It doesn't go past the surface. It's just on the surface. But I believe that God is bringing people to a place of a deep relationship with him based on understanding. When we went into lockdown, one of the early messages I preached is about true worship. And I said, true worship has everything to do with what you know. Jesus said to the woman at the well that ye uh, Samaritans worship what you know not. But we Jews worship what we do know, John chapter 4. He said, for ye worship what you know not. But we worship what we know. So that means the quality of your worship has everything to do with what you know. So the church that doesn't expose you to knowing God's word is killing you softly. Doesn't matter the music they got. Because it doesn't, in times of crisis, it's not the music you know. 
is the God you know. And how do you know God? His word. The word of Colossians chapter 3, 16 said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. The thing is dwelling, is settled. Dwell means that that's my dwelling. It's, the word of God has found a resting place in your life. It's settling. That doesn't happen by just attending church. That doesn't happen by waking, sleeping, and growing. Spiritual growth doesn't come with time. It comes with exposure. It comes with exposure. So what you are exposed to will determine your, the rate of your growth. And I'm not talking about being exposed to anything but God's word. A lot of preachings don't really open the scripture or bring the word of God to light. There are preachings that make you feel good but not feel God. And a lot of people like the preachings that make them feel good, especially those who don't have God. And many people would want Jesus as Savior but not as Lord. And those who want him as Savior but not as Lord, they just want preachings that are good but not as God. Because the God preaching will catch you. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The God preaching is come to, going to come after you. It's going to draw you closer to God. And it's going to cut something out. It feels. It hurts. But God is working on you. God is polishing you. He's not punishing you. Shout yes! The God preaching makes you see something in the Bible that you never noticed. And it's not just information, it's revelation. You see it and it changes your approach in your walk with God. God preaching. And so the quality of your Christian life is heavily rested on who is teaching you. Who is teaching you? You might be here, your mother might be a priest. Or a priestess. <laughs> Your father might be a bishop. But he can't teach you. Wake up! Christianity is not a social club. Okay, me, this is my club. This is my club. This is my club. Miss, this is my club. It's not Manchester United. It's not Chelsea. It's not Arsenal. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's not Tottenham. It's not. It's not even Caris. It's not Catholic. It's not Witness. It's not Redeemed. So it's not necessarily an organization, but it's the, the revelation. And certain organizations are bent heavily on certain aspects that are very healthy. Others are also bent heavily on aspects that are not healthy. If you are here and you don't want to be blessed, it's too late. Because the word is coming after you. Back to the text. The text says that casting all I emphasize, I have expanded on this. The, I, was, I spoke about how we, the scripture said we should cast all our cares upon him for he cares for us. That's, that care is anxiety. Okay, cast your anxiety upon him because it's meant to divide you and make you. So anxiety makes you, you are all over the place. You can't think straight. The original Greek word means to divide you. So it's, it's like, so cast your care upon him for he cares for you. And then verse 8 says that, uh, be sober. 
and be vigilant. Be alert. Because your adversary is, ah, you didn't say the adversary. It's very interesting. You have it. It doesn't matter how you look like. Oh, I'm by innocent. Still, he hates you. Satan just doesn't like you. Listen, your enemy is not your ex. Oh, I think it's a good one. Let me say it again. Yeah. Put you on the screen. He said, be, be sober and be vigilant. Your adversary. Or your ex-girlfriend. No. He wasn't a nice person. She wasn't a nice person. But says that that is not your adversary. You are fighting the wrong battle. You are looking inside the wrong hole. Your adversary. Satan. Diabolos. He's tricking you so he can devour you. You are, a, he has a very gorgeous and a very healthy appetite. You are a very delicious appetite for him. If you don't watch out, he will eat you. <laughs> he will eat you, including your wig. He will, he will add everything. He will eat it all. That's how that's how wild he is against you. And so he said, be sober, including your shoes. Be sober. You know, when anaconda is swallowing, and, and it, everything swallows, and it will digest. They have what it takes to digest. <laughs> be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. Roar like a roaring lion. Rome's about seeking whom he may devour. I don't want to emphasize here on too much. Because you have an adversary, what you should do, as I said in the previous teaching, number one, just be alert. Number two, you must know your enemy. So your enemy, that's why I said it's not that guy. It's not that lady. It's, your, it's not your auntie. It's not your stepdad. It's not your runaway dad. You are fighting the wrong battle. I hate my dad. I hate my dad. He's not your enemy. It's not your enemy. It's a wrong battle. Yeah. It's wrong. I hate my mom. My mom hates me. I don't know what I've done against her. This woman, I can't stand her. She's the devil. She's not the devil. The devil likes suits. He likes to present himself the way you like it. So, your adversary, the devil, is like a lion. He's in your life to devour your potential, devour you. Whom? So, you must know the devil or know your enemy. That's how you can win the battle, fight it, be alert and know your enemy. Number three, whom resists steadfast in the faith? You need faith. Listen, Satan can deal with anything you throw at him. He can deal with anything but your faith. When you bring faith to the table, you, you make the life, you make things complex for the enemy. So a lot of people, your, the problem, your problem is not you are a bad person. Your problem is not, oh, I sin too much. Satan will make you focus on your sinning instead of you building your faith. I have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I keep doing it faster. I don't know. I really, 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 I really want to be in church. I really want to be faith. But I don't know why. I keep doing this thing. I don't want to do it. I keep doing it. I'm always bitter. I'm always insulting. I'm always gossiping. I'm always lying. I'm always cheating. I'm always watching stuff. I'm, I'm the devil is keeping your focus on the things you are not supposed to be doing. 
instead of moving your focus on the faith you're supposed to be building. And you are wasting your time when your enemy is after you. You've kicked it. So what do you do? Stop. Just move on. Run. Run. Keep going. If you catch hell, don't hold, hold, don't hold it. And if you are going through hell, don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I've, I've messed up this lockdown. I've done so much. I shouldn't have. And so what? Just keep going. Thank God you have identified that you messed up. The problem is if you didn't know. That's, that's, that's that. Because someone, you are sick and you don't know I'm sick. That's a problem. You, you're, you're, something has cut you. Your leg is cut and you are still walking. You don't know. Ah, it's a serious medical problem. You can't feel pain. You can't feel something is wrong. That's a problem. You are not you are taking paracetamol, you are a paracetamol yourself. Because <laughs> so the problem is when you don't know when you are going wrong, you can't tell. But if you can tell, don't focus on the wrongness. It's enough. Stop beating yourself. I'm dirty. I'm stop. Can you stop it? Time is going. Your enemies after you. Stop it. It will not add to your faith. It won't actually, it actually breaks you down. It's breaking you down because you feel like a failure. Every time you keep failing. If you fall 10 times, rise up 10 times. <laughs> rise up 10 times. Don't say I'm tired, I'm, tired. I'm throwing it out. Don't throw in the towel. I'm just trying to let somebody know that. You have come too far to give up. You have come too far. Congratulations. Yeah, Pastor, I can't congratulate. Yeah, you can't congratulate yourself because you know too much about yourself. But others who don't know, at least. Keep going. Did you hear what I said? With all that has happened, you still go baptized. That's okay. You've come out of the water. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Build your faith and stop focusing on your weakness. Yeah, prefer that. Build your faith, stop focusing on your flaws. Build your faith, not your flaws. Because flaws are permanently going to be with you. By the time you are overcoming one, another one is somewhere waiting. That is what makes you human. And the conundrum is that God called you into his eternal glory. You? God made a mistake. God has made a mistake. You. How many of you can tell? That you, there's somebody you know who shouldn't be saved, but they are in church. <laughs> this person, I'm not talking about you, somebody you know that this person shouldn't be saved. There are people in church who, when you see this person, shouldn't be in church. Mm. Now, I'm talking not the one you know, the you, the you, you know. Mm hmm. Lord, have mercy. Build your faith. So he said, 
The only way you can resist the devil is resist in the faith. Say, Simon, Simon, Luke 22, 31, 32. Simon, Simon, Satan himself has desired to sift you like wheat. It's going to shake you like wheat. But he said, I've prayed for you. And Jesus' prayer topic was not that Satan will not do it. It's not that your faith. Because Satan, the only thing Satan can stand is your faith. I've prayed for you. Some of you are here. This lockdown, your faith came under attack. But you wrongly diagnosed it. You thought it was your life. It wasn't your life. It was your faith that was under attack. Yeah. You thought it was your life. You thought it was your church life. You thought it was your relationship. You thought it was your, your, your actual tired. You, you thought it was your financial life. You thought it was your career. You thought it was your studies. You thought it was. No, 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 no. Satan wants you to think it's something else, but it's your faith that is an attack. It's your faith. That's why, in spite of all that has happened, move your sorry self and stay in church. Now I'm talking to someone online. Because your only hope is in the house of God. You have not realized you need church more than church needs you. Misdiagnosis. It's travesty. So, it says that whom resist? Jesus said, Satan is after you by your faith. Then Jesus uh, then. Um, Ephesians, Paul said in Ephesians, that put on the whole armor of God. Then he said, above all, can you imagine? Above all, taking the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor. No, no, verse 15. Let's go to verse 15 quickly, please. Verse 15 and 16. And above all, taking the shield, above all that you are taking. Because they're, oh, <sighs> Satan can handle your righteousness. He can handle your information, your revelation. He can handle you. But what he can't stand is your faith because it takes only your faith which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. It doesn't matter. Everything he does, you can stop it by faith. He can stop faith with deliver. He brings that faith with deliver. He throws that faith with deliver. Faith can take care of everything. Even the offense in church, faith can take care of it. Faith can take care of it. You are offended in your church. I feel like sitting down and waking you up. It looks like you are dreaming. Satan is after your children. It's a privilege for you to be called among the saints. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. More than the so narcissistic, narcissistic Christian approach. It's not even a Christian approach. They've just import, it's an import into the church. Selfishness. It's about me, 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 me. So churches are, are, are supposed to treat members like customers. And the customer is always right. But not the mentee or protege. Your mentor will not tell you you're always right. He's a bad mentor. No one can mentor you with that approach that, oh, you are always right. But most of the time, 
they will do mothers are so selfish for their children. Yes, yes, yes. What will be well what how well their children will do is all they think about. They want their children to be better than the others. The man's other children, they really don't care. It is their own first. <laughs> a, mad, a mother will fight and sometimes she will harass your good mother, of course. You, how many of you know that? Some of you have mothers. Uh, everything I do is not good enough. That's a good mother. <laughs> My room, I've done, I've done the bed. She said the pillow. I've done the pillow. Then the, she, she said the, the carpet. I've done the carpet. She said the curtain. I've done the curtain. She said the light. What, mom, why, why? What again, mom? What again? Now the dishes. Ah! What again? Nothing you do is good enough. Because if they leave you, you will disgrace her next time. So she has to deal with you. You need a pastor who is not afraid of you. Who is not looking for customers, but he wants to raise some people. He wants to raise some people. And you dare not get offended there. Because it's not something they are trying to take from you. Something they are trying to get to you. Hey, I think I'm preaching. Sit Satan will get you, make you get it wrong. You fought, 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 fought your father, fought your mother, now you're fighting your pastor. What a game. In Yoruba, we say, Nawao. Epele. Ah, ah. Important. Please, the things we take for granted are the things that will get us grounded. Key things can't take for granted. Any opportunity you get to church, serve in church. Please, grab it. What capacity are you serving? And she didn't say, how old are you? And she didn't grow older. <laughs> Blessings should be. The one who was supposed to bless you said he, a man wrestled with him. And that's the one who was supposed to bless him, but he has hurt me. Take the hurt like that because you need a blessing. Sometimes you should just say, Pastor, this is my hip. <laughs> As for you, we touch your wrist and then, ah! Hey! And yet, you believe that the blessing must flow. Heaven doesn't work like that. Silver and gold have I none. I think I am preaching some interesting lessons. This is why I like physical services. Hallelujah! You will not miss your blessings in life. You will not miss your blessings in life. You will not miss your blessings in life. Jacob said, 
I will not let you go to bed. You have hurt me, but I don't care. You have said a way, you've spoken to me in a way I don't like, but I don't care. I know you carry a blessing for my destiny. I know you carry a blessing for my marriage. You carry a blessing for my destiny, my children, my family, my finances. I won't let you go. Bless me. Bless me. You hurt me, but bless me. You wounded me, but bless me. Bless me. What a man of God carries, he doesn't have what it takes to give to you. But you have what it takes to extract it. That's what Jacob did. Say, you won't go till you bless me. Say, you won't go till you bless me. I'm anointed. But I can't make the anointing work for you. You are the one who make it work for you. Build your faith. Whom resist? Sit down, please. Resist in the faith. In the first service, I said, faith here is the set of truths found in God's word. It's called the faith. It's not an action per se, but it is a noun. The faith, the set of revelations, the set of truth that you have found or that you know in God's word. That's what it takes to resist the devil. Nokabokabe. You are banging the altar. Oh God! Oh God! Stop it! Stop it! Just resist the devil. What is it that you have been taught? You know which you are not using. Go and use it. Get up. Stop praying. Go and use it. Satan will be resisted. And use your prayer to pray for that kingdom come. Wow. So when Jesus taught us to pray, he didn't include. Dealing with the devil. We resist the devil. James 4, 7. Resist that. Sub submit to God. That's prayer. Submit to God. Practice his word. Obey his word. What has God told you which you are not doing? And you are busy trying to resist the devil. Stop it. You are not concentrating on what God has said you should do. Build your faith and walk, follow the truth. In, 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 in Romans chapter 1 verse 25, he says that they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Yeah. The truth is there, but they leave it and they go for something that is not true. Just there. They exchange the truth of God for a lie. Yeah. What is God telling you? You are coming to receive prayer. But what is God telling you? What is God telling you? Which you have left. You have abandoned. You have turned a blind eye on. Say, God, still do it anyway. There's so, there's so much you can receive from above without being prayed for. But being in obedience. Let me keep social distance. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much. You can receive from above without being prayed for. Because he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's already given. So if you can walk with God, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. If you can walk with God, what has been given will manifest. But most of us don't want to walk with God. We want the pastor to pray. Anointed man of God has to do some things. That's, where, that's how come you get very offended easily in a pastor who God has sent to help you. Mm -hmm. 
Because in the first place, you are not doing it biblically. You are doing it in a very selfish way. Because you want to use them to get. Thank God they offended you. Because actually it's for their good. Because you are just a user. Let me explain it. You are just a user. You are about to use him. When he's in need, you abandon him and go. Once you get what you... So the offense has actually made you do what you would have done already prematurely. Because what you are looking for from him, he didn't have a silver and gold, have I none? They looked at Peter and John, expecting to receive something. Because in the verse 2, the Bible said, they asked for arms. I said the verse 2. Yeah, verse 2. A certain man, beautiful, ask, ask arms. What version? They asked arms. They were asking arms. They asked for arms. Help. Arms. Arms. Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. And then they, they said, okay, look at us. So they looked at the pastor, expecting that the pastor is about to do it for me. Then the first comment is, silver and gold, I have none. Oh, but I'm asking for silver. You don't have it, so why are you asking me to look at you? Then you get offended. But you forgot that he carries something that can permanently settle this issue in your life. Don't run away before your permanent settlement. Whom <laughs> resist the devil? Resist him. Resist him in faith. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and verse 13, it talks about how we can resist the devil. It said we were able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word resist means take a stand. Don't be moved. Take a stand against what he's trying to do. Take a stand. That's why the word of God is good. Now, you know, I'm teaching the word of God. Some, some, you can hear God talking to you, but you've made up your mind. This one won't do it. That's when God said, God resists the proud. That's the pride. That's the definition of pride. When you know what God is telling you to do, but you have made up your mind, I won't do it this way. That's pride. But when you know what God is telling you to do, it's hard, but you choose. Well, because this is what God said, I will do it. He said, God gives grace to the humble. Oh, I am preaching. So, so, he says that. Take a stand against the wiles of the devil. Resist the devil. What do you do to the devil? I can't hear you. What do you do to the devil? Why are you running away from him? Resist him. Take a stand. He can't do anything. Take a stand in God's word. Take a stand. Take a stand. Stay your grounds. Stay your grounds. God is with you. God be for us. If God be for us, we can be again. Do you know why you are, flo- you are being flawed? Because you are trying to stand. Pastor, but, Pastor, I'm trying to stand, but I'm not, it's not standing. You only stand by faith. Resist him in the faith. And he said, knowing, whilst you are doing that, have it at the back of your mind, knowing that the same afflictions, others are also going through it. Okay. And they haven't called you to complain. <laughs> yeah, calling in. So, now, is that what they are saying? Now, is that what they are saying? And then you form a coalition of failures. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people you are struggling to stand in faith. Their call is not going to help you. 
Sometimes it's your wife. Yeah. Sometimes it's that your sister who does not like church. Changing, you will change. But don't let crisis do it. Because you might not come out of the crisis the same. You might come out, something is gone. And you have to now manage the rest of your life without that. Why don't you serve God with everything? So you, know, you have a sister like that, or a brother like that, or a cousin, cousin, like that. Yeah. And some of us, unfortunately, it's your husband. Fortunately, it's your wife. Your wife is a mini, miniature devil. <laughs> miniature, miniature devil, washing away your faith. Bro, wake up. You need to take a stand so you can save your family. Tomorrow, God will hold you responsible because you knew the truth. He might not have known the truth. She might not have known, but you knew the truth. So God will hold you responsible. Adam! Have you eaten what I said you should eat? It's my spouse. So it's important we understand. So resist the devil in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are being... The, did you notice, Pastor, did you notice the word accomplished? Do you accomplish affliction? It's a very interesting phrase, phrase. They are accomplishing affliction. That means that they are making progress and inroads in, in spite of the affliction. So you think it's only you. It's, it's common. What you are going through in the name of God is common to all Christians. When he says, all your brethren, it means that all other Christians yeah, around the world, did you see? So stand firm against, stand firm against, uh, against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers, which version is the NLT? Your Christian brothers and sisters all over the, are going through the same thing. That means that if you're, if you're a Christian and you do it right, you go through some stuff. And watch this. I need to run up. I have to stop that. When you, those stuff you go through when you're a Christian, because you're a Christian, that is what the devil is trying to use to devour you. So it's not so much like bad dreams. I'm not talking about bad dreams. I'm not talking about sicknesses. I'm not talking about... It is the, the things you go through because you are trying to stand for God. That's what Satan is trying to use to devour you. And he says that, watch out, be sober and vigilant because your enemy, your, the adversary, the devil, your, the, your adversary, the devil, roams around like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are being handled by others. So it's affliction the devil is using. The same thing. That's why I said resist the devil. He says submit yourself to God. That's why it says that God gives grace to the humble because you are doing it God's way. Then from talking about the humble, he said, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God really loves you. He really, he really, thank you, Jesus. He called you, and he's calling you to eternal glory. In between the time of your call, Pastor Tim, can you stand here? Pastor John, can you stand here? Please, stand here. So, God, this is the calling of God. He calls you. Pastor, can you stand here, please? Pastor, Pastor Philip, Pastor Charles, if you don't mind, yeah, please. Yeah, Pastor Philip, here, let's keep the social distancing. Yeah. So he calls you. This is the calling. He, verse 10. I've already moved to verse 10 because of my time. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory. He called you to his eternal glory. After you have been through some things, he will start for any four. 
Can you move a little bit and then, yeah, four. After you have gone through and if you suffered, he said, after you have suffered a little while. Did, is it in your Bible? Yeah. Look at it. How long must you suffer? How long? That long overdue suffering is not of God. After you've suffered a little while, what is he going to do? He will establish you. No, perfect. He will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you and then he will settle you. That's then glory comes. So, watch this. God's loving care is between calling unto eternal. So he calls you by grace. He's a God of grace. And he's bringing you to eternal glory by God of grace. Because of God. Now, part of his aspects of grace is to take you through a process where he's perfecting you, where he's establishing you, where he's strengthening you, and where he's settling you or grounding you. You are grounded like a foundation. It's a, this is all the repertoire of his tender care. So when you are going through perfection, establishment, strengthening, and settling, it might look like a very difficult period. But I said, cast your care upon him because he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. For he cares. Oh, is someone getting something? Thank you, sir. Clap for them. Shout hallelujah! Casting all your cares upon him for he's the God of care. You talk about TLC, the TLC, tender loving care, God. But look at what I'm going through. If God loves me, hey, no, don't, don't worry. This thing can't break you. You are in the fire. He's in charge of the thermostat. Hallelujah. He's in charge. Look, God will not forget about you. His eyes are on you. And whatever you are going through, he's regulating whatever you are going through. Just take care of how you go through. He will take care of what you go through. You take care of how you are going through. Because others are also going through it and they are accomplishing stuff. They are making progress. They are making good news. You can also break through. You can also break through. I see you doing well. You will not break down. By the grace of God, you will do well. By the grace of God, you will do well. By the grace of God, you will do well. By the grace of God, you will do well. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout yes. Take care of what you're going through. How you're going through. How do you go through? Just by faith. Get busy building your faith. Let those who mock you, mock you. But just focus. Keep building. Building your faith. Your faith will deliver for you. Because the just shall live by faith. Because life is better when lived by faith. Build your faith. Build your faith. Build your faith. Good news. That's why we come to church. Not to come and meet friends. It's free benefit. But we come to church to build our faith. To build your faith. When church is over, you should be able to go to Monday and say, Tuesday, bring it on. Wednesday, where are you come? Thursday, where are you come? Friday, where are you come on? Come on, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. Shout yeah! 
When your faith says yes, nothing can say no. The problem is faithlessness. Not sinlessness. Because the truth is at the bottom of every sin is unbelief. At the base of every sin is unbelief generated by lies of the devil. The devil tells you this temptation is bigger than you. God tells you I'm bigger than the temptation. The devil tells you this temptation, you have to enjoy it. Because if you don't, you are making life miserable. Your life will be better if you sin. God said, I'm better than the temptation. When you see the temptation, as I said last Thursday, let you know, my God is bigger and better. Well, well, you want to pray. If you don't mind, could you please rise to your feet if you don't mind. But if you are too tired, you can sit down. We want to pray. One prayer. If I ask you to pray one prayer, what would you be? What do you want to pray, Baba? God, help me to strengthen my faith. Yes, yes. To build my faith. Because if your faith is in place, every other thing will fall in place. And instead of going, say, okay, I like this because he can't correct you. And he can't offend you. It can't be like your mother who cares you, tell you, do your pillow, do your duvet, do your do that. Your mom will have to. Don't run away from your house and go to somebody's house. That, you know, my, my friends, they said, that's why they are not your mother. Me, I am your mother and you do it. So, this lockdown, a lot of people have become weak in faith and they are running away from church. I'm not looking for... I'm not growing. Hey, you are sinning, you are not and you are not growing. You are, you, are, you are actually backslided. You don't read your Bible. You don't listen to the word. You don't do anything spiritual. You say you are not growing. Spiritual jargon. Oh, you, are, you are not growing. They use those terms. Uh, God is talking to you. God is not talking to you. It's your flesh. Your flesh, your carnality, your spirit of offense that is talking to you. And we don't care. Go. In spite of all you have been through today, you are still here. Hey! In spite of all the devil threw at you, you are still here. You are still surviving. You are still growing. You are going. You are about to build your faith. Build your faith. Build your faith. Build your faith. Lift up your hands and begin to pray that God, I choose to build my faith. And not my fear. I choose to build my faith, not my fear. I choose to build my faith, not my fear. I will do it your way, Lord. I will do it your way, Lord. I will do it your way, Lord. I choose to build my faith, not my fear. Lord, thank you, Jesus. We choose to build our faith. We receive grace to build our faith so we can resist the wiles of the devil, the tricks of the devil, the lies of the devil. We choose to build our faith. We choose to build our faith. We choose to build our faith. We choose to practice your word. We choose to obey your word. We choose to do it your way. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this faith-building moment. We are grateful for your tender, loving care that if we can cast all our cares, our anxieties on you, you actually surely care for us. And your plan, oh Lord, is to bring us into your eternal glory by your grace. You are the God of all grace. The grace that begins with us, the grace that ends with us. The grace that sees us through the times of perfection. The times of perfecting us, the times of establishing us, the times of strengthening us, and the times of settling or grounding us. Thank you for this grace that you have supplied for us. For you said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Thank you. Thank you. We choose not to trade your truth for a lie. Help us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.